0: hello and welcome to the fantasy daydreamers podcast where we do other things as well did you know we have a twitch at twitch.tv slash daydreamer it's great it's where we actually record the podcast as well as do a whole live stream it's an amazing show and you don't want to miss it so if you want to see anything outside of this podcast go to twitch.tv slash daydreamer now hit that music ian
1: Welcome in. It's your host for tonight. Uh, big waste. Um, what else? High cholesterol. Um, big titties. Whatever you want to call oh. me. It's producer Ian <laughs> filling in for uh, JJ, who is currently in a dance battle to save the earth. So if you're hearing this, he succeeded. Oh, fun! And we thank JJ from our supreme overlords, the
2: ants. So, um, oh, I don't know debate. why. I feel like he was dancing the Lady Gaga. Like that's the music they're playing like lady gaga and beyonce well that's That's Ryan,
1: everybody so ryan go ahead and introduce yourself i can see you later
2: what's up guys it's r-o-k-k-o daydreamer and that's the twitter i've been more active on there but you can also see me on the tiktok and instagram ff daydreamers
1: on the tiktok talking like a true dad all right keone is up (laughs) what
0: Oh, it's it's me. I thought I was done after that amazing intro that I did, even though I forgot to mention that we do mock draft Mondays, also on Twitch.tv/DaydreamerMedia. So check that out. Um, you're at, at you know we'll we'll tweet it out. Speaking of the tweets, I do the tweets on the the Twitter, the you know, pending Elon Musk pending uh, at DaydreamerKeone.
1: So. Are you worried yeah. that you have to send all tweets through Elon now for him to approve? Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, they're going to be um, put through a, the Tesla engine or whatever, and they're just going to automatically pop up on people's screens. And then people will be like, oh, yeah, that's good. And then it gets approved. It's sent, it gets sent through the tweeterverse. That's conspiracy.
1: Are you, are you guys ready? For what? Let's get into some news. <laughs> All right, so first bit of news: we already had our first preseason game. Um, no, highlights wasn't, uh, yeah. Uh, Raiders beat the Jags twenty-seven to eleven. Uh, the only big news out of this was that the Raiders were playing some of their starters. So, how do you guys feel about some of the starters playing in the Hall of Fame game, like the very first uh, preseason game of the year? For those
0: for those who who, who are unaware. Who, who were the who were the starters that, that, that played
2: in, in that game?
1: Uh, I'm not 100% certain. Like I said, I watched the highlights. I'm reading the notes JJ gave me.
2: <laughs> uh, Josh Jacobs nice. played. Um, actually, all the running backs played. Um, huh. I think oh, some yeah. offensive linemen, but I'm not going to guarantee that. But I do know all the running backs played, and they made a huge fuss on Twitter why Josh Jacobs was in the game. And um, people thought that, that was because they were going to trade him. Josh McDaniels came out and said they're not going to trade him. Um, He played them because running backs don't get hit anymore in practice. Since you can't hit, you can only do like thud. And, you know, there's only certain like to work on fumbling the ball, you know, or not fumbling the ball. It's a good job or a good idea to get hit a little bit, you know, work your way into it. That could be all bogus. Who knows? Maybe they will trade Josh Jacobs, but the big the big th- thing on Twitter was why Josh Jacobs was in the game, but they played all the running backs like um uh, hmm. White, White, Kenyon Drake played in the third quarter. Hmm. Uh, the dude who did the crazy um, kick flip thing. Now the spinning kick. What is that dude's the, name? The helicopter. I'm going to do I'll do I'm I'm saying that wrong. Madula
0: Oblongata. Amir Abdullah. Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. oh, he did not- the crazy Aladoula. kick.
0: Okay. Um, I'm honestly almost... I mean, Even though I know they're, like, in the trenches, I'm almost a little bit more like, why are you playing your own linemen? Like, I understand but, they, like, need to get reps and chemistry and all that stuff, but, the like... Same
1: thing as uh, Ryan said about the... um, What's it called? The running backs. There's
2: the no hitting. hitting in practice.
1: It's just, like, it's, it's half speed, if anything. So you just... The linemen... Mm-hmm the people who get hit the most need to actually practice being hit. And it's a weird thing True.
2: to like, I know the Eagles are it. playing their starters tomorrow. Hmm. Like they're going to play a couple of series. like most of them. Yeah. So, I don't think that's the first preseason game. I just think it's a little bit different.
1: So? Yeah. Quarterbacks are less so, but running backs, especially now, I mean, there's only so much the bags can do and like hitting somebody with a padded stick while theoretically helps with fumbles, it's way different in a game where you just have hands and people hitting, like people hitting you as hard as they can. So people my just
2: day. got a little too wild on Twitter. People like to overreact. They were bored. First reason is the game.
1: What so, Yeah. It's been, we haven't had football since February. They're just, they're mm. excited. So. And also people on
0: Twitter known, known for their calm and poise and not, not overreacting to things at all. Like people on on Twitter are a plus human beings.
1: So good job County. All Thank right. Next I mean, minute. we're on Twitter. R O K K. In general, in, follow in me general. on Twitter. Daydreamer County for everybody who's unstable on there. Yeah. One of the, I'm one of the, we're one of the good ones. That's always been a good phrase to use. Never looks bad. Uh, Ravens oh. have activated JK Dobbins off the pup. Uh, Does this move Dobbins up in your ranks? And if so, how far?
2: It did move him up to, uh, for me, 27. Mm. It's still outside RB2 range. I would like to see a little bit more, let you know hear more good news. And he could probably move up to top 20. He's a good running, very good running back. He's just been off the field for a long time. A guy who got hurt last preseason. Mm. So, um, but it definitely moved him up. Move Gus yes. Edwards down too, because I think he's he's uh only he's doubtful for um week one.
0: Um I agree. Uh obviously, yeah, he should go up. Um this is a run heavy team. Uh, but I think that offense still goes through Lamar no matter what they do. So I think he, you know, is a low, like low, low end RB two. So kind of in the same range that kind of Ryan has him.
2: Yeah, I mean, the thing about J.K. Dobbs is, and unless they start passing to the running back, um, he's just not going to give him the touches for me. Mm. So that's why I'm, I'm probably going to keep him 24 to 27, somewhere around there.
1: Yup. Yeah, fair. All right. Next one. Bears wide receiver Nikhil Harry suffered a high ankle sprain, and he's expected to miss six weeks. Uh, how, Is this big news? this affect you guys fantasy team? well
2: as an ankle injury expert um i would say <laughs> that ankle sprain must have been really painful so uh is a big news now but i feel your pain harry i feel your pain
0: uh yeah i mean he wasn't really relevant with the patriots and i don't see him being very relevant at least fantasy wise um for chicago so i you still got david montgomery and khalil herbert so it's not like he was the number one who got hurt so sorry it sucks that i you know never want anybody to get injured but for fantasy this is not you know
1: that big of a deal uh yeah i completely agree um okay Next piece of news Browns running back Kareem Hunt has requested a trade and that was denied by the team. Uh, what do you think this means for Nick Chubb? What do you think it means? Is Kareem Hunt planning on sitting out, anything like that? Or is he just like, well, with a new
2: CBA, you can't really sit out because if you get fined, you don't get your money back. Oh, you know, like how, how. They used to be, so uh, I think Cremona is going to have to play this season, and what it means for I think this is a bigger thing for Dynasty. I think this means that mm. he's pretty much gone next year, no matter what. And I just think Nick Chubb is still going to be RB one. Hunt's still going to be RB two. With no yeah. news on the Watson case,
1: do you think they play yeah. Hunt less because of the news, or do you no? Think they don't care. Listen, about come on, bro.
2: You know how they treat running backs. You you use that dude. And you can't use them anymore that's why they're not paying him more money
1: but at the same exact time if you don't use him for at least for running backs you'd, you've kind of just wasted a year off of his usability scale like, even if you don't play a whole year like there's there's only so much you can do past 30 regardless of how many games you've played before 30
2: um, yeah, exactly so why do they care if they don't resign they sign Chubb to but um big contract they keep Kareem hunt they use him let him go after the season you still have nick chubb and um johnson Yeah.
1: okay
0: fair. i mean if 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 anything they probably you know go like 55 45 or 60 40 maybe um in terms 60, of value um but like i don't spoiler and i don't know if this is a, this might be a huge surprise for all of you listening i don't imagine the browns are gonna be very good this year, minus the Deshaun Watson news. But even then, it's not looking good. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't see them being the, uh, the team to beat in that division, in that uh, you know, in the AFC North there. So
1: took you a second. I,
2: yeah. I think they will Big be surprise. good though. I think they're a nine, 10 win team. Huh? They have a lot of talent. Well, I mean, you know. it'd be great if they had Watson. But they're probably nine and eight.
1: Um, next piece. Head coach of the Panthers, Matt Rule, says he has not decided a starting QB and he won't until the second preseason game. How does this affect CMC or maybe like DJ Moore as well?
2: I mean I don't really I mean what What's do you, you mean? How does I mean I'd rather have start? Baker. Have, I'd rather have Baker and every everyone who is working around that camp knows it's Baker. So they're just trying to outdo themselves
0: uh yeah and i i think he talked about like the locker room or whatever and how like the two quarterbacks and like oh yeah that's just it's a learning you know they're they're trying to help each other and blah 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 and it's like yeah that's what you have to say um but obviously people are going to have their initial gut reactions and you know if you saw that video or whatever where like both sam darnold and baker were walking like and they only camp. shot baker's name. <laughs> they only shot at baker's name <laughs> that was oh, very funny yeah i'm sure sam darnold you know called called somebody after we i don't know
3: why they don't love me well,
0: um yeah but but for i don't think it affects cmc really as much as it might affect dj Moore. um so cmc is gonna do the things that he does regardless and the only thing affecting cmc is going to be injury probably so I
2: agree I don't think this actually it. you're right I don't think it affects CMC or DJ Moore because I thought they were both good last year DJ Moore has never gotten a bunch of touchdowns mm-hmm. it might affect Robbie Anderson Robbie Anderson might be better because Baker's a little bit better let's see I oh. think he has a better arm than uh, has a better arm than
0: uh, Sam speaking of Robbie Anderson I think we got news on what he actually how to spell his name
1: it's I think uh, he said I-E, IE right yep yes
0: I don't remember what I was arguing oh, for good but... job that good in. job fantasy team it's a great day it's a we win congratulations i guess unless you're on that unless you're on the y camp but sometimes you just gotta lose so tough break great job for the, all those why people out there
1: <laughs> okay uh next piece of news not really fantasy relevant but kind of let's just laugh at the bears uh their linebacker roquan smith has requested a trade so i mean just It feels like the Bears are a sinking ship that everyone wants to get off. Um, Which is no surprise. They've been like that forever. Next one, not directly fantasy related but probably could help, well, probably will hurt some other fantasy people. Jets OT, or OT, offensive tackle Makai Becton suffered a fractured kneecap and he's expected to miss the entire season. Um, How bad of news is this for Breezov? I, for
0: again, like, I think we talked about this last week with, um, you know, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers center. So it's a little bit different, you know, still, a, still alignment, but, um, I think it definitely affects the running ability of Brees Hall, maybe Michael Carter as well. Is that RB two? And then, you know, the dog Zach Wilson, like he's going to have to watch his, his, uh, blind side or what, I guess, depending on which side, um, becton played but you know in theory you should be able to play either side yeah um but yeah you should on the the line regardless of center you should be able to play either side but yeah in theory um but uh, it's gonna affect the the running backs and the quarterback and it's it's a big deal and so uh, for the jets it's just another you know bad luck uh it's just things do not go their way it's just a fact of life
1: Okay, uh, Saints quarterback Jameis Winston is being evaluated after leaving practice with a sprained foot. Um, that's pretty much all the news we have on it. It's just this could be really bad. It's going to suck for us because we're about to witness a forty for forty season, and that's Let's just gonna go. Be Do you think he would get pulled before he gets the forty for forty?
0: I think it oh, depends on wh- the order, I guess, maybe. I don't know or how it happens.
1: I'm, if he literally is every touchdown, he throws an interception. So, like, one drive, he throws a touchdown. The next drive, he throws an interception, like, guaranteed.
2: Like- Sorry, real quick. um, It's his day-to-day, and he's going to uh, sit out the first preseason, preseason opener. Just to let James? you guys know. James? Okay, yeah. So, I, yeah. so, I don't think it's too bad. I don't think it's, like, he's missed the whole preseason, but he's just yeah. day-to-day right now
1: you have any sort of slight injury in the nfl during preseason i feel like the automatic idea is just sit you out like we're not it's not worth it don't aggravate it don't do anything if anything warm up before the game warm up on the sidelines and then just never actually even dress out so
0: yeah um i just don't let's just not have Taysom hill be classified as a quarterback again i think that was a really nice like week or two for people who had him
2: too long.
1: You know what they Fair. should have just classified him as? Flex. Literally mm-hmm. just, he's the only flex player. You can't put him yeah. a quarterback, but you can put him wide receiver, running back, tight end. It doesn't matter. Just a flex player. So, Yeah. But they're afraid to do that because I speak... I know,
0: they're cowards. They're cowards. <laughs> they're
1: <Yeah>. fearful. <laughs> Alright, guys. They, let's, they can't handle the truth. Let's talk about uh, some of our Twitter polls we had this week. So football first who would you rather have aj brown or jerry judy this season i'm gonna give it to ryan first
2: aj brown um i'm not super high on Jerry judy i think the hype's a little bit too much for me i have him. Um, Sorry, i can look at the rankings right now i have i think i have Courton sutton above jerry judy i have aj brown i think at 11. i just him it hurts if you've really looked at a lot of the offseason video which i do because i'm a Eagles fan Hertz is going to two guys, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard over and over again. It's actually going to make me drop Devontae Smith a lot. He's been out with the groin, but even before that, nowhere near the targets he's doing with Brown and um, Goddard. I think A.J. Brown is just better in general. I think Russ will be better with Corton Sutton than he will be a Jerry Judy. Sutton is a bigger or a better deep threat, and Jerry Judy kind of roams the middle of the field in like, The 15 to 20 mark, but that's where Russ is weakest at actually was going to do a whole, um, video about this on Instagram, but I got, got delayed, but Russ has kind of struggled in the middle of the field in the 15 to 20 mark or he's better. He's one of the best deep off errors and he does a lot of dub offs. And so
1: he's great near the side. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, I think it's it's going to be Sutton way above Judy edge Brown. It's a clear number one. I really take AJ Brown.
1: Keone.
0: Interesting. Um uh, I went with Jerry Judy. So I got to represent our, our boy who is not here with a JJ. Um, although Ryan brings some darn good facts to this this um thing. And I don't want to just chalk it up to him being an Eagles fan because that's kind of a low blow and and kind of shallow, you know, analysis. But the reason I picked Jerry Judy over AJ Brown is because AJ Brown, like while he might be in a better place this year, last year he still didn't like, he didn't really put up numbers that were that like what you'd want to see from him. And granted like Jerry Judy was injured. So, you know, his numbers were not super great either, but I think with Jerry Judy and moreover just that team in general, um, I like Russell Wilson's ability to pass more than Jalen hurts. Cause I feel like Jalen hurts will run the ball a lot more than he'll like pass. And he'll have a tendency to run the ball more than he will pass. Like, I think his first option will be to run versus pass. Whereas like Russell Wilson, I think will more likely pass the ball than run because he's old and he can't scramble as well as he can. Um, And Tim Patrick is gone. You know, he's going to be out for the season. So that just leaves more target opportunities for Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. So that's why I went with Jerry Judy, but I mean, I think, I think AJ Brown might have a higher upside personally than Jerry Judy, but yeah, so that's why I went with Jerry, JJ, Jared, Judy.
1: Okay, um, looking at our rankings right now, we have, every single one of us has ranked AJ Brown higher, and besides <laughs> me, everybody has Cortland Sutton ranked higher than Judy as well. Keone, you even have, you were tied with, with uh, Ryan at ranking him 11. Okay. So
2: let's <laughs> see I just think you know what? I think this is the better thing about it. Oh so, I sorry. But I think the better thing is AJ Brown, I'd feel more comfortable as my wide receiver one. And I would feel like Jerry Judy, I'd feel more comfortable as my wide receiver two. I would not be happy going out of draft with Jerry Judy as my wide receiver one. You I, know what I mean? Yeah. And I just no, I, think I, that's
0: yeah.
2: that's kind of a better way. Do I I think Jerry Judy might be good? Like I think Jerry Judy is a good receiver. I liked him out of college. I just think when you are comparing these two guys, A.G. Brown has performed better in the past, even on a low-volume, run-heavy offense. And Jerry Judy, even though he's had bad quarterback play, has never really performed.
0: So, yeah, my, my numbers and my rankings would uh, tend to disagree with my pick of Jerry Judy. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you,
1: here's, you know. here's the best logic I can give you, Keone, that would help you justify it while you think A.J. Brown will finish higher, you would rather have drafted Jerry Judy later than drafted A.J. Brown earlier because where A.J. Brown's going, you'd have to draft him, Mm -hmm. what, third round or so? Second, third round? Yeah, he's
2: going third round.
1: Yeah, and I think the logic is I'd rather wait and get Judy than draft Mm. A.J. Brown earlier, so I'm saying I'd rather have Judy. But I think we all agree that A.J. Brown will most likely have the better season. I think Judy just has a higher chance to be a flyer, and that's why I'd wait on him a little bit longer. Uh, but the Twitter poll returned Jerry Judy as the winner. Fifty uh, nine. I also think
2: that his ADP is gonna go higher.
1: You think it is? Soon. I
2: think I think the camp height's gonna be. I think I think he was, soon later. People are gonna start reaching for Jerry Judy and Quentin Sutton in the fourth round. So Jerry I just Judy think won. the ADP is gonna sky up.
1: Fifty-nine percent to AJ Brown's forty-one percent. Okay. The next Twitter poll we had was: smash or pass? Del Taco's strawberry pinata shake. Keone, let's hear oh. your opinion first.
0: Okay. On most of these food-related ones, I am trying to be adventurous and you know, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt, but not this one i am going to pass because i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get anything from del taco except those chicken soft chop- uh, like those soft chicken tacos which are delicious they're bomb um by the way great um, french fries good french fries you know like on the crinkle cuts right mm-hmm. yeah so you know i'm not gonna get like any weird kind of promotional thing from del taco it's not like it's not like it's um It's Sonic, where it's like you only go there for the drinks. Like, Del Taco, I'm just getting the chicken soft tacos and the
1: fries, and I'm not trying anything
0: else, really. Let me explain. I agree, just pass.
1: Let me explain for the people real quick. This is a strawberry shake with M&M candies. It's not a bad idea, but... So, okay, question. Would you try this shake, the exact same shake, but... It's from Sonic. Like you said, so it's, the, it's the exact um, same thing. I, I would be more Sonic.
0: inclined. Like there's, there's although Loki, like, yeah, okay. like, yes, I would be more inclined to try it from Sonic, um, to try it from Sonic. But honestly, if it's just a strawberry shake with peanut with, um, like you said, M&M pieces. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just making it at home. Like I'm just, no. I'm I not. spending you're you're always three fifty or three.
1: Keona, you make baklava. I'll pass because make... I'm a. Go go Ryan. I'm, I'm I
2: pass fan. because I just like chocolate shakes, or vanilla shakes. I'm not into multi, like except peanut butter. I love peanut butter or anything, yeah. but that's it. Limiting my choices. I'm not a big shake tryer. I'm not into Del Taco's idea. I wouldn't try it at Sonic. I wouldn't try it anywhere. That mind me of the green exam. I should have gone with that. If I would have pre-practiced that, I would have been like, <laughs> "No, I will not try your shake at Del Taco. No, I won't try your shake at." Okay, it doesn't matter. I'm not gonna keep going with that. But I'll just pass. Tony,
1: um, I think it's I think it's disingenuous to say that you would make it at home because you're more inclined than anybody I've seen to just make stuff at home. So you saying, "Sure, I just make it at home." I've seen you make creme brulee, baklava uh, macaron macaroons, um, puff pastry. N- people don't make this at home.
0: So would you <laughs> try it or not?
1: Um,
0: y- yes, I would maybe I, mm, I, okay. You know what? Actually kind of like Ryan, ch- strawberry is not my first choice. I'm going either chocolate or vanilla or some, yeah, like chocolate. If I'm going to get a shake of any kind, it has to have some type of, you know, chocolatey so if it's like a chocolate shake with M&M's, maybe well, <laughs> yeah, strawberry that's so cool. <laughs> chocolate, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but strawberry probably not. Um,
1: yeah, it's just uh, not, it's I not went, for me, dog. I went with pass unless all the effort I need is taken out. Then I'll smash. If somebody literally hands me the shake for free, I'll be like, okay, I'll try it. Like, well, I took, I'll take right anything here. for free.
0: Like, yeah. come on.
1: Uh, like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not going to actively go and, and, Seek it out, because I would literally be going to Del Taco for that, because it's not like you know what I'm hitting up Taco Bell. I'll get some food, and then they have a new menu item. I'll try it, like while I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to Del Taco. I'm I would only go for that. So that's just a no for me. All right. What did the uh, the people say? The people said that one I think was a very hard pass. Yeah, that was seventy five percent pass, twenty five percent smash. You guys ready for the next? Okay. Segment? Next <gasps> one we have is fantasy fights. So this is where we, uh, we take our rankings and then typically the uh, two of us have disagreed on somebody and we have to fight for our position. And the third one will be the judge. So this very first one, Ryan versus Keone, Aaron Rodgers. Ryan has him ranked as QB 14. And Keone has him ranked as QB eight. Uh, let's go with Ryan first. So let's do round one
2: fight. Okay. So the reason why I have Aaron Rodgers ranked 14th is that we've seen this same scenario happen to prime Rogers. Okay. So he lost story Nelson and in 2015, sorry, this version of Aaron Rodgers lost. Devontae Adams. In that season, he had one of his worst full seasons of his career, right? He only is literally his only season where he he played all 16 games and didn't get 4,000 passing yards. None of his receivers got over 900 passing yards or uh, receiving yards, even though he still had good weapons. A young Devontae Adams, James Jones, who was a touchdown machine that year, and prime Randall Cobb, If you look at his fantasy finishes with Jordy Nelson, uh, 2014, he finished first. 2016, he finished first. 2015, he finished seventh, right? Which is like, oh, well, he's still ranked up higher. The reason why he finished seventh is because he had the third most rushing yards of his career that year, 344. His last two years combined, he only rushed for 250 yards you're not going to get the rushing vo- volume that you got over that season. He has worse weapons than he did that, did, did that year. Right. We, we already said it. Al who's gotten over 60 tar- or 60 targets once, or whatever it was 60 targets on a dot, uh, uh, old Randall Cobb, a Sammy Watkins, who literally is first game Sammy and doesn't produce any other, other, any other, any other days Two rookies and this offense is going to be more run heavy than it was in 2015. Mike McCarty in that year had a fat Eddie Lacey, so they had to pass the ball. Right? They have Aaron Jones, who's an elite back, and AJ Dillon, who's not fat. That man is thick. Right? And the fact is, he's a better rusher than that Eddie Lacey was. I don't see. Aaron Rodgers being as proficient as he was simply because he cannot run the same that he did back then. He again had the worst year of his like passing year of his career for 16 games. Didn't get over 4,000 yards. It's not, it's just going to be hard. I know he's back-to-back MVPs. He finished second in 2020. He finished fifth in 2021, but Devontae Adams like you said, Ian had 165 targets. He's the best wide receiver in the game. If not, uh, uh, maybe two or three, if you want to put someone else above him, right? But most likely, he's probably number one. It's going to be hard for Aaron Rodgers to get anywhere near when you have more quarterbacks rushing, more quarterbacks with better weapons. It's, you're going to take that QB be before them. And so I just think Aaron Rodgers is not going to be able to perform well. Keone, let's hear it. So
0: those are some very good facts and you know, it's an interesting and probably tacked parallel to what he'll be facing this year. But the thing is Aaron rodgers he's a different man than back then. He's a different person. He's gone through life and you know what they say? Fool me once. Shame shame on you fool me twice can't get fooled again and Aaron Rodgers has gone through a different life experiences since then he was a young man a boy practically back then he's gone through hardened seasons of not making the Super Bowl again and again and he's gone through he's gone through a relationship with a fiance that fizzled (sighs) In the air, like a blip on the radar. He is, he is more, more in line with who he wants to be. And his sole focus is going to be on football. He is Zen Rogers. He knows how to play the game, both on the field and off. I mean, do you see any other quarterback dressing and acting, going to training camp, dressed as Nick Cage from Con Air? You know, Cameron Poe? I don't think so. And also pulling it off. Come on. No. But that just speaks to the man and not his football ability, which I think anybody would say he's one of, if not the most talented quarterback still in the league and just peer ability at the position. So despite losing his number one receiver and probably one of the best receivers in the league, in Devontae Adams. You know, sometimes you have to lose something to be better. Sometimes it's just not meant to be. He is still a QB one. So to put him outside of that, I think is a little bit ridiculous. And I think with the guys he has, you know, Alan Lazard, Christian Watson, Robert Tunyon, and even throwing to dropping dump off passes to Aaron Jones, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to find ways to score fantasy points. He is a guy who finds ways to do things, and that comes with experience. You know, back then, not the same experience as he has now. You know, he he knows he will know how to do things that he didn't before, and that's get the job done with a limited talent compared to what he had before. And the reason I put him in his QB as QB8 is because yeah those tier 1 guys like the Josh Allen's Patrick Mahomes Justin Herbert's you know those are obviously going to be ahead of him and those running guys you know your Kyler Murrays your Lamar Jacksons your even your Jalen Hurts those guys are going to be ahead of him but the other guys you know either either not not as good not as skilled as Aaron Rodgers you know to compensate for that um they're they're not as experienced as Aaron Rodgers you know um with not as many years in the league or they're just older. And I know Aaron Rogers is an older guy, but they're older with not as much, you know, they're, they're feeling their age or they're going to show their age. Whereas Aaron Rodgers is still, his talent is still carrying him in his older age. So I think QB eight is the, because of that QB eight is the great spot to have him in. Um, yeah, and I just think it's ridiculous to put him outside of QB1, much like uh, Nicolas Cage in, say, like Vampire's Kiss
2: or Here, any other movie. Here's my question. Do you think Aaron Rodgers can have more than 40 total touchdowns? He's basically had to go over that number both times to be top five QB in fantasy. If you think he's going to get over 40 touchdowns, just tell me where. Tell me who's getting those touchdowns. I just said four Robert- guys.
0: Who- Yeah. Robert Tunyon pronounced like an onion 20 right there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean like it's, I think he can spread the ball around and you know, that might not be great for his receivers per se, but as the quarterback is the guy driving the ship, you know, as, as he's going to get it there, he's going to find ways to get the jobs done. And that includes, you know, passing touchdowns to guys, you know, you might not even expect. So I think he gets the job done. And that's and fantasy-wise that puts him as a QB1.
1: Okay. Um after hearing both arguments, I'm right in the middle of you guys. I'm I put him at QB11. Um the biggest point I agree with from Keoni is it's hard to put him outside of QB1. And so it's hard to literally not put him 12 like put him 12 or 13 or 14. But at the same time, after Ryan's argument, I'm more likely to put him at 12 than I am to put him at 10 or nine. So while I don't think he, I can slip him out of the top, the QB one range, I don't think I'm moving him up any higher than I am. So I gotta give Ryan the win on that one. I think it was a little more con- convincing. So Ryan, Pension. you get the uh, the fatality. So here you go. Fatality. Enjoy.
2: That's Boom, you suck. All right, All keep right. it simple.
1: Um. Yeah, the next fight is Ryan versus me. Um, Ryan, oh sorry, the player Tyree Kill. Ryan has Tyree Kill at wide receiver seven. I have Tyree Kill at wide receiver twenty-two. I'm gonna go first on this one because Ryan just spoke. Tua bad, Patrick Mahomes good. Okay, thank you. Uh, in reality. Um, in reality, everybody thinks that Tyree kill is like a yak beast. Like they think that he's, he's, he's a person that you just give the ball and he gets all of his yards that way. But in reality, he just has random times where he does that. And almost everybody gets a random play where he, they get, you know, a lot of yak in that one. But in reality, he's 109th last year in yak per reception with only four yards of yak per reception. That's 109th, that's super low. Um, He was 17th overall in total yak with 444 yards. Once again, Cooper Cup had like 880, I wanna say. So he's not, he's, I wouldn't say he's creating the yards he gets. I say that he is open for the, like he's getting open and he's catching the ball. And so when he has the 1200 receiving yards that he has, it's all from catching and getting tackled very close. Because four yards of yak per reception is not a lot. Um it's obviously that's better than just catching it and immediately getting tackled, but that's it, still 109th in the league. It's it's really not a big thing. Um and then we go over to the other side of the ball, Tua, who is his quarterback this year. Uh besides just having Jalen Waddle to also feed, also only throws for 204 yards a game last year. I don't want to put his total up because he missed some games, but 204 yards a game last year, that's not a lot. And, only tw- and he was only on pace for 21 touchdowns passing. Once again, not a lot. That, that's not enough to go around. That's not enough to give Jalen and Tyreek uh, both high production numbers. Um, and then I think the biggest stat also for Tua is he was 30th out of, oh, they only took the top 32, 30th out of intended air yards with 7.0. Intended air yards is how much did he, regardless of completion or incompletion, how deep was his target? And he was 30th in the league with seven yards. So he's he's not throwing the ball far, and he's not giving, he's not gonna give Tyree Kill the deep ball that Tyree Hill has thrived on or anything like that. And I don't see Tyree Kill getting a lot of yards after the catch because tyree kill doesn't typically actually get a lot of yards after the catch he does it he does it those you know six plays a year where it's like how did tyreek escape that against the chargers because it's always against the chargers him and travis kelsey but i just don't see it happening again this year and i don't see tua throwing the ball deep enough enough of the time to feed Tyreek kill and his style of play i see it more towards Jalen waddle um yeah that's my argument for it
2: okay uh i actually understand everything you're saying and i agree with most of stuff you were saying but the fact is i think this team is so much better than it was last year right so that offensive line the reason why they couldn't throw far they actually ran the most rpo plays in the nfl like a like Literally, if you count, I think two was tied for third, and that counts playoffs. And, like, literally, it was, like, a few away from Patrick Mahomes, who, again, who literally played to the AFC Championship game. That offensive line was ranked bottom five. They improved that by getting, um, the, Teron said the left tackle from the Saints, one of the best in the game. And then I think they got, um, I don't know why I'm forgetting his name, uh, a guard from the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Right? I don't, I don't improved offensive line. Okay, so he's gonna actually have time not to run an RPO offense. His play calling, he had two offensive play callers. They literally went into the season and not knowing who was in call plays. How are you ever going to succeed in that type of offense? Right? I, I just think, I don't think he had a fair advantage. Now let's go to Tyreek Hill. The fact is, I think Tyreek Hill is just too good to fall outside the top 10. When you, when you come into the league, he had Alex Smith before he had Patrick Mahomes. His average fantasy finish in games he played 15 or more is fifth. Again, Alex Smith before Tyreek Hill and Andy Reid was a guy that people think, couldn't think he could throw the ball deep. And then Tyreek Hill made him the best deep ball thrower that year. Um, and, and even with the changes of QB, I, I understand Tyreek Hill is going to be boom bust. Last year with Patrick Mahomes, he had 10, nine games of under 10 fantasy points. But... He ha- will always have the ceiling because of his speed and his receiving ability to win you weeks, five, plus ga- five games with 20-plus fancy points or more. And look at the money. You don't trade multiple assets and pay that man four years, $120 million, not to feed him touches. So if you want to say that two can't feed multiple people touches, you're right. I, maybe that is right. But people who are going to not, people are, who are not going to suffer is Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle was a top six pick. Tyreek Hill just literally got paid top receiver money. The people who are going to suffer are Cedric Wilson, Mike Geseki, Chase Edmonds, right? But the fact is, I expect Tua to get or Tua to get Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill hundred plus targets. And with the improved offense line, you've seen it in practice. I understand we saw some bad videos before where Tua was underthrowing Tyreek Hill, but literally every quarterback except for Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are probably going to underthrow Tyreek Hill in the very beginning. But you see recent reports and recent videos, him and Tua have a great connection. So I, you just have to, I, sometimes you have to look at the money. Uh, four years, $120 million, and trading multiple picks to get Tyreek Hill. You don't do that unless you think that Tua is good enough to get him the ball. I also think they have a better offensive play caller because he's the head coach. He actually knows what he's doing, he comes from the Shanahan system. He found creative ways to get Debo the ball. He found creative ways to get Ayuk the ball. He found creative ways to get George Kittle the ball. And I understand that Kyle Shanahan was like the main guy, but if you listen to reports, even a couple years ago, Mike McDaniel was his right hand man. So I, I think this offense will still be good. Is to a top 15 quarterback. I don't know about that. But this offense could be top fifteen if you add all those pieces together. And, and Tyreek Hill will always be boom bust, but the booms are always going to be good.
1: Fair. I I just don't know if I see Tua because everybody wants to think that Jalen Waddle's going to get a lot of targets because Jalen Waddle got a lot of targets last year, and I don't see Tua getting the hundred and. Okay, let, here, let's look at Tyreek's real quick. Tyreek, the only times he's had over 1,000 yards receiving, he had 105 targets. That's the one that you mentioned, his 2017 campaign. Because his 2016 campaign, he barely, he didn't play a lot. Um, well, I mean, he kind of did. Uh, and then he's had 135, 137, 159. Can you see Tua getting him those like enough targets to sustain him and also targeting what uh, waddle enough to sustain both of them. I think my biggest argument against it is just, I don't see both of them succeeding and so I'm a little low on both cause I have no idea which one will. And like you said the boomer bust I, every week is like, but if one booms, one busts, I, I don't want either. Cause it's not predictable. So. That's
2: fair, but I would have to you two way through for 388 times last year. That's not happening again this year that they're going to be in the it's if they're going to win they want to win games they did everything they could to win games they're going to have to throw 550 times 600 times it's just the way offense is now and if that happens there's a possibility both of them get 100 targets if but if you're going to think i've i mean i would expect hill gets hundred targets before waddle that's why i have hill ranked so much higher than waddle because uh, I understand the problem. I think I have Waddle as a back-end RB- wide receiver, too. I'm not 100% sure about that, but I don't think he's in my top 15. And I understand that. I understand why people are scared about Waddle. But, I mean, Hill is going to be important to this offense. Gasecki, Chase Edmonds, Cedric Wilson will suffer before Waddle and Hill do.
1: I have, I have Waddle at 27 and Hill at 22. I'm by far the lowest on Hill um and I'm also f- the lowest on waddle but not super by far I think the wild man here is JJ JJ has hill at six and waddle at 11 and I have I see no way that th- both of those players are, are uh wide receiver ones I don't one wide receiver one and two you can probably sell me on it but I, I'm still not buying it okay county
0: okay so well Ian does bring up Good points about the skepticism. You bring up good points about the skepticism of Tua Tagovailoa because he hasn't really shown, you know, the numbers that would need to qualify to justify, you know, where uh, Tyreek Hill being a wide receiver one and his yak numbers um, probably a lot come to you know Patrick Mahomes and that offense and him being open and just them playing with defenses, which Miami has not done at least to that same degree. However, I th- agree with Ryan on the boomer bust aspects of Tyreek Hill, because that happened last year and it kind of screwed me over last year. Uh, but we, uh we live in a, um we live in capitalism. We live in the capitalism. And in capitalism, things are businesses. And in businesses, you have to follow the money. And so I think the money shows that they're just gonna they're investing in Tyreek Hill and giving Tua opportunities to do better. And I've called him the Samo the Samoan slingshot. And so I gotta stick with that. So despite potentially being it could it could end up your way, Ian, very, very easily. But for this, I'm going to have to go with Ryan.
1: Okay, Ryan, you get the... Fatality.
2: Boom, roasted. You're Dwight, <laughs> and I'm Jim in the situation. Boy, I should have worn my... You should have told me I would have worn my uh, office shirt, too. We need to start planning our outfits together.
1: Yeah, we do have some similar sh- uh, identities. <laughs> <things. laughs> Okay, the next fight is me versus Keone. Uh, It is James Connor. I have him ranked 24. Keone has him ranked 15. Um, I'll go again. I'll go first again, just because mine is actually very quick this time. Uh, Last year, James Connor had 1,100 yards uh, total combined. That's good. And then 18 touchdowns. Mm -hmm. I. I truly don't have much more of an argument than 18 touchdowns is too much and it's hard to see him recreate that. It it really is. So even if he gets 1,100 yards, which is a good season, I just don't see, I, 10 touchdowns? I, I think that's probably where he'll fall. He had, he had what, 15 rushing and three receiving? I don't, I just don't see it happening that way again. Uh, It's very hard to continuously get a lot of touchdowns every year. It doesn't happen often. um, And especially doesn't happen to people who are not like the superstars in the league. So quarterback is a little more consistent. Like, you know, Tom Brady will always get his 40. I mean, he's old now, but who the hell knows anymore? Uh, You know, Peyton always got a good amount of touchdowns. But for running backs and stuff like that, you see a lot of these seasons where they have a really good year touchdown wise. And then they just don't the only, I would actually be more hopeful if James Connor had like 400 yards and then 18 touchdowns. I'd be like, you know what? He could probably do that again. Have the LeGarrette blunt season where he's just a red zone threat, but 1100 yards, 18 touchdowns. I think a lot of those plays this year just don't go his way. And if he gets, if he gets 12 touchdowns, I say that as, he had two great seasons. Uh, I see him more of having 10 and regressing back to the mean a little bit more.
0: So while I don't disagree with you in regard to his touchdown production, you know, cause that is an unsustainable number. You know, those are numbers that you see. I think he was like either second or third in total touchdowns from like a skill position besides quarterback. So that is, you know, a ridiculous feat to one, not only do it one time, for one year in the NFL, but to repeat it is even less likely. However, the, the Cardinals are going to run the ball. They seeing as they ran the ball the seventh most last year within like three with, within three rushing attempts. Um, So easily could have been top five um, with 496 last year. Um, I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think they've done anything differently in this off season in terms of who've they gotten rid of what they've, what they are doing and any additions um, to go away from that. Uh, and yeah, like he's not going to have the same t- 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 touchdowns. He's not going to get 15 rushing touchdowns, but I don't think it's impossible for him to not, you know, maybe get at least the same, or if not increase his, his potential catching um, touchdowns because he is a reliable Pass catching back. He had 39 targets last year and he caught 37 of them. While that's not nearly the highs of like a Najee Harris or a DeAndre Swift, that's a 97 or 95% accuracy in catching the ball um, with over 350 yards and three touchdowns on that. And it was nearly 10 yards per reception, just shy of it. So and they got rid of Chase Edmonds, who was his main competition in the backfield. You know they don't have Christian Kirk anymore, who was a pass, who was one of the pass options. You know DeAndre Hopkins is not going to be there for a while, so there's going to be games where they're going to have to be using the players that they have. So that's like what Rondale Moore, you know Zach Ertz, and James Connor. So like I don't think and so but Eno Benjamin is his backup in the backfield. I don't see Eno Benjamin you know, getting the numbers to like conflict or take away enough from James Conner to drop him to a borderline RB three. No. I think he's a solid wide receiver two, regardless Next of two. regardless of the touchdown numbers.
1: Okay. Here's running back two. Here's a very big point. Um in 2019 Aaron Jones had about 1,100 rushing yards, 16 touchdowns, uh, about, he had 49 receptions and three receiving touchdowns for a total of 19. The next year, he had about 1,100 rush yards, uh, actually more, um, and he had two less receptions. And he went back to 11 touchdowns. Every, I'm just going through every year, the touchdown leaders and the top five change every year. After the top five, we hit about the 12 to 13, sometimes 14. It changes every year besides Derrick Henry, two years in a row. And Derrick Henry is just that guy. Mm. Derrick Henry gets, you know, he has passing numbers sometimes for attempts. So I just don't think he does it. And Aaron Jones to me is much more of an elite running back than James Conner is. Um, it just, it they always drop they always drop so I'm rooting for him it would be great for him to do it it's just the touchdowns really just don't seem sustainable and they just all seem like just kind of happenstance at the end Alvin Kamara last year had 20 uh 2020 he had 21 touchdowns and then the next year he had not in the top 10 he's out of the top 10 so it's just one of the it's it's just not sustain, st- sustainable to me, so.
0: Granted, great. I I agree with you on, on that. I think I still think he can put up the ability, and he's in a position based off who they've gotten rid of, to be a solid wide receiver to, or running back two, and that's where I have him.
1: Fair, and I just think he's more of a, and running back two to three, because if you just get eleven hundred yards and not a lot of touchdowns, I don't think you're going to be that high.
2: Ian, here's my question for you. Do you have, like, do you think he gets a lot of receptions or no? Or you think he gets the same amount of receptions?
1: I also think the 39 targets and 37 receptions is weird and kind of fucky. That, That is too high of a rate where i also don't think it's sustainable again i think last year was a very big enigma season for him i fully believe oh, let me let me look up his rushing stats real quick because i think he had like 700 something yards uh rushing i you told me he had 750 last year rushing yards. yeah you told me he had 752 rushing yards again this year or 800 i'd be like yeah that makes sense if he still had 39 targets and 37 receptions, I'd be like, that's weird. But the man has done similar to that before he had 43 the year before and 35, he had 38 and 34. He's only getting the ball when it's safe. He's not even like the throwaway option. So I could see him having another 40 target year and then another 30, 30 to 40 reception year. But last year also he had the most yards per reception he's ever had. So it wouldn't surprise me if he also regresses down to the mean there and he just in general has like 275 receiving yards, 300 receiving yards, and now we're sitting at the 1,000 yards total and not the 1,100, which these are great numbers, but we got to remember we had an extra game. So like all the numbers are a little inflated. It's more of, oh, if he has 1,000 yards total, he only had 58 yards that game. Like if he literally just pure average a thousand yards in that season, it's like 59 or 60, something like that. I I haven't done the math. So I just don't see him getting, he'd have to get 60 in a touchdown, 60 in a touchdown, 60 in a touchdown. And I just see one of those falling by the wayside, especially the touchdowns.
0: I just think he's set up to have a high snap percentage and like, Oh, because of, I agree. And with that, with that comes, you know, targets and touches. And him getting the ball. And especially with, you know, six games where the big, you know, looming guy is not going to be there, that you take advantage he's going to take advantage of that opportunity and at least if anything, pad his numbers for when they do not reach as much as they did last year.
1: Yeah. Hey. Uh when he had 204 touches, he had six touchdowns. When he had 270, he had 13. Which, hey, good for you, 13, but that's still five less. That's still 30 points difference that can drop you. I think 30 points from RB, uh, from RB 15 to 24 is not that far of a gap. I think that is a very reasonable gap to have like 30 points in between.
2: All right, this is a great debate. And this is like the hardest person for me to rank. I cannot find a spot that I wanna keep putting him. I changed him multiple times. I agree with both your guys' points. I think he's a better chance to be the lead back in this offense because Chase Simmons is gone. Even though they have Daryl Williams and Edo uh, Benjamin or Benjamin Edo, you know, whatever I think it's either Benjamin. But I also will almost promise that there's no way in the world he's going to get 18 touchdowns. So you guys are both right. I cannot figure out where to spot him. I'm going to have to agree with keone a little bit more because he's just going to have a workload that's going to allow him to be. In the top twenty, but I have to agree with you, Ian. But I don't like that I don't like that he gets like I don't like that he gets thirty nine targets and he catches thirty seven of them because that means most of them are really close to the line of scrimmage and if not like kind of garbage. Like yeah, it's it's really efficient. And I don't think he's gonna get touchdowns and he didn't have that good of a yards per carry. But the volume will be there, and I think that guarantees him to be like higher than like a guy like um I think my RB twenty four would be like. Uh, I, I think he has David a better Hunter. volume than my, Miles Sanders or David Montgomery. Oh, perfect, yeah, David Montgomery. I think he'll have a higher volume.
1: He's your twenty four, right? now. So, okay,
2: I this is one hundred percent, one hundred. I agree with you, Ian, and I agree with Keone. I just can't figure out where to rank him. Uh, that's it's the guy I'm staying away from.
1: That's completely fair. Um, so you said Keone won that one? Yes. Oh, I lost both. My okay. Uh-huh. Uh, real quick. Question: Elijah Mitchell or James Conner? Hmm. Who are you
2: taking? It's funny because I have Elijah. I had Elijah Mitchell at twenty-one, and I had James Conner. I like guess sixteen, and I had James Conner after Elijah Mitchell like literally three days ago, and I changed it up. Um, if I had to draft Elijah Mitchell in the fifth round, I will take him. If the ADP is similar. I think I would not take James Conner. I don't know. It's really hard. I also yeah. think he's injury-prone as fuck, so... Yeah. So, this is really hard. I do not know. I do <laughs> not know. I have changed his ranking three times. Right now, spoiler, I think of my guy is going to be Elijah Mitchell because I really like Elijah Mitchell. But he also had a lot of injuries last year, too. It's really hard. It's really hard.
1: Okay. All right. I think... Okay, we'll give Keone the... Fatality. Disagree with both of my losses, but that's okay. Um, let's move on to everyone's favorite segment, the Keone's Got Characters. So, uh, if you haven't seen it before, or seen it, heard it before. Um,
2: or seen it on Patreon.
1: Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Um, we have a segment where Keone tries to answer a fantasy football-related question uh, in the persona of a specific celebrity or character celebrity has played. So Keoni, your question for this week is in his third season, is Adam Troutman, can Adam Troutman break into fantasy relevance? Adam Troutman is the saint's tight end, in case you didn't know, but I know you researched it before. Um, Did I? And The character you're going to be doing it as, or well, the voice is Louis Armstrong. So, uh, we're going to give Keone a minute. Let me do a minute on the clock there. Um, let me find it. So let's give him some time to do it. This one's really hard. I chose Louis Armstrong because of jazz and saints are in a really high jazz place. Um,
2: good job. I am proud of you. Uh, the answer is no. I don't think James Winston, this offense can create three plus, um, Fancy relevant people and A.K. on the Kamara, A.K. Michael Thomas, Chris Olave. I think Jarvis Landry will be more fancy relevant than Aaron Trotman. I just don't. I don't think it's even close to possible. A year ago, I was really high on Troutman, but not anymore.
1: Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I don't see it happening. Um, yeah, man, I really, I really thought I had some real good arguments with mine i think that i think you guys colluded because you guys were really close to each other in the rankings originally so no matter what i said i think you guys were gonna agree with each other no that's
2: not true because i had you know, I had james Conner like 22 literally three days ago you have him at you have him 16 now keone has yeah a- i know i just changed it that's why because i do think definitely colluded. that there is no back has to a- really contend with him keone has and to- it's really hard and without develop- hopkins I think James Carter might get more work to start the season.
1: Okay. All right. Well, that's a minute. Keone, or sorry, Mr. Armstrong, is Adam Troutman going to be fantasy relevant?
3: That's right. It's old Satchmo here. I got trees of green, but unfortunately for Mr. Troutman, year three is not going to be his year. Unless Taysom Hill plays quarterback for the season, which can be with Winston getting hurt and it's a new head coach. <clears throat> but I feel a famous Jameis is going to play for a good portion of the season. <clears throat> Meaning Taysom Hill will be the head of Adam Troutman. And um, he'll create questions for the defense, so he's going to stay there. And while his targets nearly tripled from year one to year two, he only had slightly more than 250 yards. And only, count them one, count them two, touchdowns in that year. So he's not a yards guy or a TD monster. He's only had more than one uh, 50-yard game. And he's only had two games over 10 fantasy points depending on your scoring. So I, old Satchmo, do not expect Adam Troutman to change that. So no, it is not his year for fantasy relevance.
1: I I think that was my favorite so far. Uh, Ryan, do you have a question, an extra question for him?
2: No, I don't. Yeah,
1: neither do I. I think that's pretty good. On this one, yeah. If you can just finish, uh, do you want to do the plugs as Louis Armstrong for the end of the episode? Sure.
3: The end? Why not? I might as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, gather around for our outro and our plugs. So, we got our website, a great website. It is fantasydaydreamers.com. We got the YouTube at Daydreamer Media. We got our Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at FF Daydreamers always support us on patreon see the video for this at patreon.com daydreamer media our twitch where you can see our whole live stream and the recordings of our podcast at twitch.com daydreamer media there they are and ladies and gentlemen come on down to the french quarter and don't forget
2: to stay
1: dreaming
2: stay dreaming uh stay
1: driven